He is magnificent. He is high and lifted up and exalted above all the earth. There is not a God like our God. So let us take a moment to praise him. Father, we just thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us for one more day uh, in your presence. We thank you, Lord, that while we still have blood running warm through our veins, that we're able to worship you and adore your holy name. So, Father, be with us as we forget about ourselves and concentrate on you. Uh, Father, may you be pleased with our worship. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our willful sins. Reveal to us, Lord, our hidden faults, our secret faults, that they may not have mastery over us, so that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be accepted, Lord, in thy sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' magnificent name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, be with us as we forget about ourselves and Father, welcome and encourage one another a little something like this.
concentrate a little while. Just, just, just a few moments. Just, just concentrate on the goodness of our Lord. Surely he has been good to all of us. I see you out there. You, you're able to walk out here and come to the house of worship. That's good enough to praise him right there. So, so let, us, let us not get so bogged down in what's going on in our lives that we forget about the little things. You know, the little thing. You, you open your eyes this morning, right? You, you put your own clothes. You didn't need somebody to clothe you, did you? <laughs> you went to the bathroom on y'all. You didn't need somebody to help you. Oh, that, that's, that's good enough right there just to give them praise. Say, so, so thank you, Lord, because I know some people that can't do those things. I don't know about you, but I know somebody that can't do those things. I just want to praise the Lord. Amen. This morning, the pastor got to preach about praise Jesus who changed our life. Amen. Praise Jesus who changed our life from Acts yes. chapter 3, the Acts of the Apostles, in mm-hmm. chapter 3. If you're able to stand in front of God's word, you may do so. Acts yes. chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. We'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Acts, yes, the Acts of the Apostles. In chapter 3, I, I still see pages turning. We'll give everyone an opportunity to find it. In Acts chapter 3, we're going to begin with the first verse. And it reads, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate. The one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. Mm-hmm. 
when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw this offer, his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Amen, church. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for another day, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for being who you are, Lord. For you are the Alpha and the Omega, Lord. The beginning and the ending. The one which was and is and is to come. The everlasting God, Lord. I, I heard Daniel call you the, the ancient one. Lord, we know, Lord, that you know what's going on in each and every one of our lives. Lord, you know what we need even before we ask for it, Lord. You know, Heavenly Father, that we are in need of prayer, Lord. We are in need, Heavenly Father, of your healing power. We are in need of your transformation power, Heavenly Father. We are in need, Heavenly Father, of you helping our minds and our bodies and our spirits, Lord, to, to want to honor you and worship you, Heavenly Father. Father, for the flesh profited nothing, Lord. But all glory and honor comes from you, Heavenly Father. You deserve it all, Heavenly Father. You deserve every little breath, Heavenly Father. You deserve every little arm wave, Heavenly Father. You deserve every eye look toward heaven, Heavenly Father, that we can muster up and give you, Lord, for you are our God. And there is none other, Lord. There is no other name under heaven whereby man must be saved but the name of Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord Jesus for paying the ultimate price for us on Calvary. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for sending your only begotten Son to save us, Heavenly Father. Father, some of us may think we didn't need saving, but we all need saving, Heavenly Father. We need saving, Heavenly Father, and it's only by your power that we are saved, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you, Lord. Lord, we're asking right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch me. From the front of the church all the way to the back and side to side, Heavenly Father, all in the basement, Lord, just touch right now in this sanctuary, Lord. Help our minds to just focus and concentrate on you, Heavenly Father. Help us to forget about, Heavenly Father, what happened yesterday, last week, but just focus right now on what you are doing and what you will continue to do for us, Lord. Lord, please bless every song that will be sung. Please bless every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth, that it changes us from the inside out, Heavenly Father. For you are, we are your ambassadors, Heavenly Father, here on earth. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray. Amen, church.
subject matter we're dealing with today, how we want to praise Jesus who changed our lives. Is that someone's testimony that you thank God for changing you from the inside out? Oh, we serve an awesome God that never gives up on us, no matter what we're going through. As we read our text, I want to highlight to you a few things to think about how Peter and John and the man that was born lame. Are, are key features in this text, but they're not the main character. Mm. I want to highlight that what happens in their life is important, but what happens in their life was to be important to somebody else. Mm. I want to I want to highlight that sometimes we make it all about us when it should be about somebody else. 
and I want to look in to see, God, how can I be used by you that others might know you? Mm. And oftentimes that happens when he changes our lives. People experience what God is doing in your life gives you an opportunity to let them know that he can do the same for you. Can I testify? So we look in Acts, the third chapter, and we look at verses uh, 1 through 10 from our New Living Translation. And then um, I'm going to highlight again verse 12 uh, when we get into the preaching of our text. But I'm just going to read verses 1 through 10. And I think Pastor Price is going all the way to verse 12. And I want you to see as we journey on this text together, hopefully arrive to the same conclusion. Keep your Bible open. Try not to fall asleep. We're going to be right here. Read it from New Living Translation. What a God reads. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man, lame from birth, was being carried in each day. He was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them, eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Mm. Then walking, leaping, and praising, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often in the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Some texts say amazed. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade and where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Praise God for his word. Thank you for those who are standing in honor and reading of God's word. Help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor as you take your seat. Praise Jesus who changed your life. Amen. Look at your other neighbor and tell them the same thing. Praise Jesus who changed your life. God can use us for his glory. Knowing God can use us and feeling like God can use us are not always the same thing. We look at this text, probably this man being born lame, probably thinking can't nobody do anything for me. Uh, notice the text made it very clear. He was born lame. He did not become lame, so this is all he's known. He's known nothing but how to depend on somebody else to get him from one position to another position. And sometimes in our lives, when well, this is all we know, this is all we expect. Mm. And God can help us to expand our vision, but we're going to get into how we want to be in the position so that, that God can expand our vision. But here it is. This man is in his condition. And he's in this condition not because he has to be in this condition, but he was born this way. And it's possibly that he's probably thinking, I'm going to stay this way. I don't know about you, but there's times in my life that it's been like that for so long in my life, I pretty soon that it's going to always be like this. But I want to encourage you today to know that troubles don't last always. Therefore, remove the feeling that God can't use you because of your condition or because of some limit or because of some obstacle. But instead, start realizing that if God can do anything, Amen, amen. He can do the impossible. <laughs> for, for man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are... Come on, somebody. And so I want you to realize next time you are in a moment of difficulty, a moment of dealing with an obstacle, a moment that it seems that it might not be able to get done, just sit back and say, God, I'm waiting to be amazed by you. Oh, I said, I, 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 I should have got somebody shouting right there. Realizing that if I could just wait on God to do something amazing about the situation, I know everything's going to be all right. We be singing in the song. He may not come when you want, but he's always on. I don't know how long this man's been lame, but he was on time on this day. Oh, oh, Lord, have mercy. So I want to encourage you today to recognize the importance 
of having an habitual prayer life. Know the blessing of fellowship with the saints. And the blessing of being where God is. Mm. Be the blessing of knowing where God is. We want to develop on these concepts as we look at our text. First text, first, first I want you to remember is to know the blessing of having a habit of prayer. Yes, sir. Notice the text tells us they are moving at the time of prayer. Mm-hmm. Notice that their schedule was set that when it's time for prayer, we're going to be in the place of prayer. Remember Jesus, when he went to go die on the cross, they said, you turn my house into the den of thieves, when it should be the house of prayer. And here it is, they're coming to the house of prayer at the ninth hour. Our text made it very clear in New Living Translation at the 3 o'clock p.m. So let you know that there came in at the moment dedicated for prayer. But yet Psalm 55, 17 reminds us if we don't have it, then I'm going to highlight it to you. It says evening and morning and at noon. I will complain and murmur and he will hear my voice. It's pointing out that God, I will pray to you throughout the day knowing that you will hear my voice. See, the problem that oftentimes we're feeling that we're not praying because some pe- somebody has told you that God does not listen to your prayers. I want you to help somebody let them know that God is always listening to my prayers. Now, now I don't may get the answer I want does not mean he's not listening. It means that I have not asked the right question. Yeah, y'all quiet on Because oftentimes we want something for us and we need to ask what is for your will. Did not Jesus teach us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't say what you want, but he says that what God wants. Mm. So we should be committed to pray to God day and night, no matter how difficult it may be. Matter of fact, what did Daniel do? They knew because Daniel had a habit of prayer. The only way they could mess him up is say, as king, make a law against his God. The law is that you'll make it out that can't nobody pray but to this idol. But then like, ain't nobody God like my God. So here it is that Daniel 6 and 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now in his roof chamber, he had his windows open toward Jerusalem and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day. Praying and giving thanks before God as he had been doing previously. You see, these are showing us the benefit of having a habit of prayer. Yes, sir. Uh, that when we pray him in the morning, we pray him in the noonday, pray with him in the evening. Yes, sir. But I also want to highlight here that we are in the book of Acts. Uh, the book of Acts is in our New Testament. Uh, it follows after the Gospels. Uh, the Gospels tell us of Jesus. And the Gospels all end with Jesus being resurrected after dying on the cross. Acts picks up after that. I want to highlight this because Acts is showing you something here. It says in the ninth hour. Uh, If you go back and look in Matthew, it says uh, in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Y'all don't hear me? It it was in the time of prayer mm, that Jesus was praying for us. Oh, glory be to God. It was in the time of prayer that they were there watching our Lord and our Savior die for our sins. Matter of fact, it might have been abruptly about 50 days from the time that he's going to the house of prayer, fresh in his mind that my Jesus was on the cross from this hour to this hour. Mm. But yet he had a habit of going to prayer. The ninth hour should not be lost to us that Jesus paid the penalty for us on the cross. And now we see Acts kind of throws a little wink at that, saying at the ninth hour. But you go back and look at Matthew 27, 45 to 46. It says, now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Tell your neighbors, good to be in the house of prayer. Notice that having a habitual life of prayer, this is what it does for us. It does not necessarily change our circumstances, 
but it changes how we can deal with our circumstances. Notice when Christ was on the cross, he did not come off the cross. He stayed on the cross, but he made it through the cross. He died on the cross, but he defeated death by rising on the third day. Because in that time, he says, Lord, into my, hand, my, my spirit, I put it in your hands. See, prayer can help us make it through. Tell your neighbor, prayer can help you make it through. But here's another thing. This is how prayer can help carry us in times of pain, in times of hurt, in times of suffering. Peter and John are going to the house of prayer. And praying to the Lord our God. But also as while they're going to the house of prayer. And they're looking to lift up their prayers to God. And be cared by God. They find a man being cared. Y'all see that there in the text? It suggests to us. That Peter and John are watching this man. Being carried to the gate. And being left at the entrance. Notice that it points out that they're observing him. They're watching. They're, they're realizing like, wow, they're carrying this man uh, here to this gate. And the text says that the, they do this every time. Which means that this man knew the time of prayer. They say, hey, you can't make it into the house, but we're going to get you as close to the house. Y'all don't hear me. And so he understood it's better to be here than anywhere else. And while he's there, he's looking for people as they go in and as they go out. Will they bless him with some silver and some gold? This man was dependent on others to carry him to the gates as his destination, hoping to be a, to receive a blessing from somebody else. While others are going to there for the house of prayer to send him to give up to God, but he's dependent on the faithful children of Israel to go in the time of prayer and hoping that they might give him some spare change. This man teaches us the importance of fellowship. You understand that not only do I need to have a habit of prayer, but I need to have a habit of praying with my brothers and sisters in Christ. There's power in coming together. Again, we are in Acts. Acts give us the history, the beginning, and the starting of the church. And especially now, we are in the third chapter, which precedes, what precedes this third chapter is the second chapter, when we have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit of Pentecost, of God moving, Peter preaches a great message. And then it talks about how they got together daily to devote themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. Y'all see that? Go back, Acts second chapter, verse 42 and 43. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship. I'm going to highlight this for us, that the apostles, the apostles means the ones to be sent out. Peter and John have been sent out with a purpose to preach the gospel. And so they're teaching what God has taught them, what Jesus has taught them. They're teaching to others so that they too know how to be disciples of Christ. What did Jesus tell them? Go and make disciples, baptizing them, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He encouraged us to go out now to do the same thing. Once you know better, you ought to do better. You ought to tell somebody how to be better. Yes, sir. And the verse 43 says, and a deep sense of awe came over them. And all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. What I want to highlight here is that the signs and wonders follow their obedience. We want to see signs and wonders, but we don't want to be obedient. We want God to do a miracle for us, but we don't want to obey him. We just want the blessing, but none of the work. This man knows the joy of fellowship and coming together, even though he's limited on his participation. He is daily being brought to the place of prayer. And on this moment and on this time, we find out that something shifts when Peter and John observe this man being carried to this gate. And now look at verse 2 in Acts 3rd chapter. Y'all with me? As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Remember I said that it suggests to us that they're watching it happen. And each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. Verse 3 says, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. This request for money was going to change his life. This man, meaning of survival, was depending on what people gave him. He was born 
with this issue that all he was limited to do was, was getting supplies from those who might get them out of what they had in access. Money from him was basically all he needed. He could not enter into worship, but those who enter into worship, he's one of them because they give him some money. But on this day, his life changes. How did it change? Well, verse 4 says Peter and John looked at him intently. What I like about how to say how they looked at him, that they looked at him with a purpose. Uh, they didn't look at him as if he was a nuisance. They didn't look at him as if he was bothering them. Instead, they looked at him as an uh, opportunity that God could do something amazing. You understand how oftentimes we look at situations and we look at it and we see it from the wrong perspective. But sometimes when you say, God, give me a different perspective. How can I look at this differently? They did not look at a man that needed some silver and gold, but instead they looked at a man that needed some lace to walk. It's amazing how oftentimes, right, when somebody's asking us one thing, are we looking for the right answer? And so here it is. Peter says to him, verse 6, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I'll give you what I have. Lord have mercy. That's a loaded sentence right there. I'm going to give you what I have. Let me go back and rewind it again. What does he have? He has power and authority from Jesus. Y'all remember Peter? Who Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail. Y'all remember this saying, Peter, that denied him three times. He told him, you're going to deny me. But yet he says, after you mess up, he says, I pray for you. Satan wants to shift you like we, but I pray for you that after you mess up, repent and restore and strengthen your brother. Matter of fact, he had to help him out that when he made breakfast, he says, do you love those three times and feed my sheep. Uh, Peter now is empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8 tells him that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the outer parts of the world. They waited and the Spirit came down in power. He preached that powerful message that we highlighted early in the second chapter that the church were coming together. Roughly 3,000 joined in on that day and, and they got together faithfully together. The blessing of fellowship, the habit of prayer. And now he had power to say, I'll give you what I have. And what does he have? He says, in the name of Jesus. Of Nazareth. I want to highlight here for those who look at this. Why did he say Jesus of Nazareth? That's a great question. Because I want you to understand that Jesus was a common name. Jesus was basically the Greek for Joshua. And so Joshua in Hebrew turns to Greek is Jesus. And so what happens here is that there's a lot of people named Joshua. Like you know a lot of people named Joe. And walking around, oh, that's his average joke. That's his average joke. But we had a specific joke, right? You had little Joe. You got big Joe, right? You, you would modify let you know which one Joe this is. Well, this was Jesus of Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and so in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, then you know, the Jesus, the one whom crucified, the one they held on the cross, the one that died on the cross, the one that defeated death and rose again on the third day, the one that told us that we will have power on high in his name. Get up and walk. Notice that this man looked for a handout, but instead he got a hand up. Peter reached out his hand. Y'all see that there in the text? And grabbed him by the right hand. I want to highlight again too. The right hand is a hand of acceptance. A hand of friendship. And so he's showing that I am relating with you. I am connecting with you. And notice how it works out. That the text says that as he reaches out, notice that this man's life is being changed. And, and when, when he says, look at us, I want to highlight again. Remember, the man looked at them expecting to get silver and gold. So he was excited. I'm going to get something. But he didn't know the something he was going to get. God can show up in our lives in unexpected ways. And here it is that this man was looking for one thing, but he got another thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Peter is not operating on his power, but in authority of Jesus Christ. They are following what Jesus told them. John 15 and 16 says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. I appoint you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. 
And Peter and John are using the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. However, the name of Jesus is not a magic word that you can say and things just appear and happen. Peter could not just claim in the power of Jesus and force God to do something. Peter and John are called by God to preach this gospel and the preaching was followed by signs and wonders. Y'all follow that? It was followed by signs and wonders. So we see in second chapter, right, he was preaching signs and wonders were following because of this gospel. And the miracles of this man's healing was to help propel the gospel of Jesus. This was not Peter and John showing off, trying to increase their fame. This was not Peter and John trying to make this man's life easier. Is why they made him healed. But it was so that they might preach Christ. Him crucified and resurrected. Peter preaches this truth. In verse 16 of chapter 3. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. What I want to highlight here is that this man was not healed for him. He was healed for others. Sometimes in our lives that we want God to bless us and just us. Instead of God, how can I be a blessing to us? There's a difference because what he gives me and I'm supposed to give it all away. I might not want that because I want it all for myself. But yet when God is using us for his glory, then we ought to pray, Lord, may I be poured out. Fill me up to pour me out. May I be your servant. May I be your vessel. Here it is. This man, unbeknownst to him, was being used by God so that others might know the power of of the salvation of Jesus Christ. The man born lame is now walking, leaping, and praising God. He jumped up and stood to his feet and began to walk. And then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. Praise the Lord who changed your life. Notice he went not asking for silver and gold when he got in there. Y'all missed it. He was there to get silver and gold. All of a sudden, silver and gold was not important to him. What was most important is that I can praise God for what he's done for me. Matter of fact, he starts walking around, leaping and jumping, letting everybody know. I don't know about you, but God's been good to me. I want to throw this one in for free, that sometimes people don't want to act like God's been good to them. They, they want to be all dignified and be astute and say, no, but I won't let them see how happy I really am. But I know if I followed you to a concert, I followed you to your family reunion, I followed you to your planned birthday party, you'd be walking around, acting up, dressed up, showing out, having a good old time. But all of a sudden, you are walking for the one that created the heavens and the earth. The one that set the stars and the moons in the sky. The one that makes the sun arise and to set the one that makes sure you got breath every day. You would say, praise him. <laughs> but this man born lame, we don't even have his name. But yet we find out that everybody knows the name of God because of his name. I was worshiping and blessing him, but look at me now. This man has been changed. Now notice again. Peter and John and the man born lame are not the main characters. See, we know what's happening to them so that we might know who Jesus is. That's why Peter made it very clear. Hey, what has happened was not on my power, not on my authority, but because of the saving power of Jesus. You can see how the gospel of Christ is being fulfilled right now. The beginning of the church needed this great momentum. And what did Christ say in Luke 7.22 when he tells John the Baptist, keep on believing? He says, go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, and leprosy was cured, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. My God, did you not just see that right there in the text? The lame walk being preached to the poor, dead to life. Matter of fact, he's pointing out that if you see the gospel moving, you should be expected to be amazed. That's why he had to praise the Lord. This man was asking for a hand up, but he got a hand up. 
he got raised up and he was changed because of that. And then look what he did as Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. Here, I want to highlight here that he was not able to get in. But once he was able to get in, he shown us that I'm going to do everything I've been missing out on. I'm going to enter his course with him and his gates with He's going in and with it, going in to worship God. When he was always just left at the gate. But he went in the gate with thanksgiving. He went into the courts with praise. And all the time they saw him, he did not stop praising God. Matter of fact, he was so happy. He said they was hugging on Peter and John. Yeah, my Lord, like, thank you, Jesus. And y- y- y'all seen that simulation, bro? You seen watch those TV shows, right? Where that person wins, they grab the host. I won! I won! They're just excited and want to celebrate. Imagine how your life been changed. They're hanging on to him saying, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. So the last part, I remember I said we want to have a habitual life of prayer. We want to know the benefit of fellowship. See the benefit of fellowship? Just him being in the place. Just him. Notice that it's better to be at the gates than, without, than anywhere else. Psalm says, I'd rather be in uh, this one day in your course. It's better than a thousand elsewhere. If I can just be at the doorkeeper, if I can just be at the door, it's better than being anywhere else. He could not get in, but he showed up to be a good usher. Come on, somebody. Psalm 84, 1 and 2 says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Here's the last part I point out. I've had an habitual prayer. Want to know the benefit of fellowship, but also being where God is. Where is God? Tell you never everywhere. <laughs> tell, tell your neighbor he's a present help in the time of trouble. So no matter when you need him, he is there. And, and this time, they were going to the temple and the being. But yet, when we can just realize that, God, I need you, he is there. This man born blind. This man born lame. This man born however your condition may be. God is a present help in a time of trouble. We should desire to be in his presence. And I, I, can, I can suggest to us that this man desired to be in his presence. Because once he got here, he didn't, he didn't go away. He went in. He could have gone and said, man, I'm going to go get me some of these. But he went in to praise God. God's movement in our life is not based on your value. It's not based on your position. It's not based on what you can give him. God already knows your value because he gave it to you. You are already good. You are his precious, special inheritance. You've been washed and, and purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And here it is that Peter and John were on their assignment, going to the house of prayer. And while they're going to the house of prayer, another man who cannot fully participate was at least there that he was blessed on their way in. And how is this that they were blessed, they were a blessing to him, but yet the three of them became a blessing to all who stopped and heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, Peter says to them that y'all were ignorant. Uh, y'all, did, you did not know whom you crucified, but that's all right, because God is faithful. Isn't that good news? And that's why He says, and that that though you did not understand, verse, stay with me in third, third chapter. Look at verse fourteen. It says, "You rejected His holy righteousness, one, and instead demanded the release of a murderer. <laughs> you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact." Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Y'all see the concept here? He's pointing out, if you saw this man who was born lame, and you now see him walking, how much more will you not believe the one who you saw crucified? He defeated death and now is alive. That if he can do this for him, can he not do this? Come on, somebody. They're showing that the power in the name of Jesus. Verse 17 to 18, 19, I'm going to leave y'all alone. Friends, I realize that what you and your leaders did at Jesus was done in ignorance. But God was fulfilling what all the prophets 
foretold about the Messiah. That he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped away. Y'all see that there? Everything that was happening was to point them to Jesus. I want to encourage you. Whatever you're going through in your life, don't look and say, why me? Say, Lord, I'm waiting to be amazed. How can this point somebody to know who Jesus is? How can this point that they might know the power of redemption? How can this help somebody know there's power in the name of Jesus? How can I point out to somebody it's better to be one day in this course than a thousand else? How can I point to somebody that I don't know how things shall change, but I know things can change? How can I help somebody know that I don't know what you're going through, but I know who can pull you through? How can I help somebody understand that you may feel down and out, but God can lift you up out of your circumstances? How can we look to say God is my help, he is my source, and thank God for changing my life? we got to help people today to know that God is still in the saving business. Yes, sir. Don't allow your condition to be an opportunity for you to be depressed and oppressed and feeling that you can't make it out. But instead, realize that I'm down so that God can lift me up. <laughs> I, I, I close with this illustration. Uh, you ever watch uh, the NBA and see people go up for the dunk and oftentimes right? The closer they are to the rim, the less they get down. But you notice the ones who are lower down, they get up. And it seems more amazing when they're done. Y'all missed it. <laughs> You're not as impressed when they are so close. And they put in, oh, they should be able to do that. But when you can see someone like Spud Webb jump up and grab that ball, like, oh, that looks nice. Matter of fact, rabbit Spud Webb beat his teammate, Dominique Wilkins, in the slam dunk contest. Y'all know they call Dominique Wilson a human highlight. You got a nickname called a human highlight, but you got beat by a spud way. Not because he was more spectacular in his dunking, but he was more amazing that he could be so small and get that high up. Y'all don't hear me? I'm trying to help you understand that sometimes we got to be low. In order to be lifted up to see how amazing our God is. That sometimes when I'm down and out, I can look up to the hills from which cometh my help and realize my help comes from the Lord. I, I may be down, but I'm able to look up and I know I can get higher because Jesus is sitting up high. And so as high as he is, that's my limit. The sky is the limit of what I can have. I want you to understand that he's going to come back in the sky. There's going to be a, 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 a sound of the trumpet and we'll all be raised up. I was at a few more witnesses here. They don't stay down with us. I may be down for now. But I'm waiting for the time when he shows up. And he's going to reach out his hand. I'm so glad for the right hand of God. That he will lift me up and turn me around. Place my feet on solid ground. Amen to the man of the Lord. Bless you. Review. But on the way home, you ought to thank God for lifting you up out of your circumstances. Assuming together, common worship, and find out that God will move in His time. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your movement in our lives. Thank you, God, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord, that our condition does that reflect how much you love for us. Uh, Father, we thank you that 
You'll, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that you are present help in the time of trouble. We thank you, Lord, that all call the name Lord shall be saved. Uh, Father, it might be someone who does not know you. Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And then, Father, Lord, we pray that you will bless them and guide them and lead them to our Bible, believe in preaching, teaching, church, where they can grow in the admonition of you. Oh, Father, move in our hearts, move in our spirit as we surrender to you. May you be exalted by our lives. May the way we walk and may we live draw people closer to you. Forgive us, oh God, for the times we made it about ourselves. Forgive us the times, Lord, that we ask selfishly for you to bless us. But Lord, reveal to us how we can be a blessing to others, that they might come to know Jesus by how we live our lives, and that we walk in your power, we walk in your authority, and we thank you, Lord, for all you've given to us. Father, continue to bless us. In Jesus Christ, the Lord, we pray. Amen. As we continue on in worship, uh, we want to ask us to come forward to give our tithes and offering. But if you've been led today to give your life to Christ, and we're looking for a church home, Zion welcomes you here in this space. And so we, as we walk around, we want to ask the ushers or the deacons and ministers, what must you do to be able to join this fellowship? We have to share that information with you and follow up with you. Uh, let us prepare to give God his tithe and our offering with a word of prayer. Mighty God, we freely give back to, back to you what already belongs to you. Uh, Father, we thank God you prospered us, how you blessed us. Now, Father, bless us as we give back to you what already belongs to you. Bless those that reside in you, but yet have none. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you supply our every need. So, Father, what is given yes, to you? Multiply and increase it for the continued work of your kingdom. In Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we follow the instructions of the ushers and the deacons, and this is also Second Sunday. Uh, the, now the usher boy is not meeting, but you can give a donation for the now the usher in the blue basket coming forward. Thank you. Tuesday night we'll have our full team ministry meeting uh, at 6 p.m. November 14th. 
then also um, asking for ministries continue to submit their budgets uh, for uh, the year 2024. So please, ministry auxiliary, submit your budgets for review as we prepare for our budget for next year. Then also we continue to remind everyone that we do have Sunday school at 9 a.m. We're so good to see so many of uh, our members out uh, this morning for Sunday school. Then also we're still having Bible study at 6 p.m. You're welcome to come on now. Uh, but we will uh, have a kind of a, a break next week as we prepare for Thanksgiving. But this, this Wednesday uh, we're going to have the repeat of coming for more information. Those who gained about the five hundred fifty-five dollars so we would look to have that information presented today and set schedule. But that changes, I'll let you all know uh, that is to be changed. So we look forward to continuing the fellowship this Wednesday. Then, we, then the next Wednesday, you get ready. You all want to prep your turkeys, prep your pies, do all that. You'll be happy to do that. Amen. Uh, at the comforts of your home. Amen. Amen. Let us stand and prepare for the benediction.